0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tiffany Talks podcast show. My name is Tiffany Patlin, and here we will discuss all things related to holistic health in 30 minutes or less to give value, share tips, and to empower you to start your very own healing journey. I'm Tiffany Patlin, certified Reiki practitioner, small business owner, and best selling author of Unlocking Your Ability to Heal. I'm on a mission to heal the world. So let's do this. So, today, our special guest is the beautiful Brienne Hennessy. She is a voice coach. Brienne's purpose is to elevate women's vocal health and enhance their self worth while keeping their voice in shape. I'm going to go ahead and bring Brienne on. Thanks, Tiffany. I'm so, so happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm just going to give a little bio about everything that you do. Brienne, beautiful Brienne, is a vocal empowerment coach, corporate trainer, and published writer. She is a certified and licensed speech voice pathologist with 13 years of clinical experience and 40-plus public speaking appearances. That's amazing. You also empower executives, entrepreneurs, and speakers to communicate with more purpose. Speak frequently with without fatigue and listen to their inner voice. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, thank you. This is such a delight. I knew as soon as we connected because of the wellness piece alone, that this just makes so much sense. So thank you for allowing this conversation to happen today. Thanks.
0: And I'm so interested. This is a learning experience for me, your voice. So in your own words, can you tell me why is it important for us to focus on the
1: health Of our voice. Absolutely. If you wake up and expect your voice to be there, i.e., take it for granted, that is not everyone's experience, but that is often what we do. Just expect that, oh, I will have a voice no matter what. But then we require it for day in, day out, talking, meetings, speaking, Zoom interactions of whatever medium there is. And when we start to put that load, on this asset, it can only tolerate so much before it, like other parts of our body, need that extra TLC. So that's where, for me, preventative wellness, and I know this is where you and I are very symbiotic in that way, is so key because it's something that once your voice starts to feel like it's experiencing a change, you want to be on the front end of that, not ending up in the clinic, like where I spent all my years of specialty training
0: just like with anything with health, right? You wanna catch it in the beginning
1: or even have that preventative maintenance, right? Exactly, and the voice is so unique in one of the convictions that I hold in my business is that it's a barometer. So yes, it can show us how we're feeling. It's designed to show our emotion. It is also unique to each and every one of us. We all have our own voice fingerprint, our own signature voice, and it can detect early signs of dis-ease and dysfunction. And so for often, for most people, I often say, let's say the example stress. For some of us, we get stomach ulcers. For others, they get voice changes. So you can use it to your advantage to explore what it feels like, what it sounds like, getting to learn to love it, because that also becomes its own tool. Kind of like the way you would listen into other signals your body is giving you. And it's a beautiful, fun way to just embrace something that again, uh, as humans, we are unique in this ability to communicate with voices that we have.
0: I love it, I love that. So. I'm curious, are there any foods that that would help that support
1: voice health or even teas, something like that? Yeah, that's a great question, Tiffany. So, this opens up a little bit of the, um, we'll call it potential myth busting (laughs) category, but also things that really speak to uh, what is individual to the person. So, for example, a really common question I get is okay, well, when I drink or eat dairy products, milk-based products, I seem to struggle with my voice. That can be the case for some people. On a physiologic level, for example, if we're talking, you go to drink a, you know, glass of milk and you feel maybe thick or kind of cotton mouthy or things just kind of feel gunky, okay, that could be your body's just enzymatic response to dairy up in this part of your system is it actually touching the vocal folds though no so when we drink anything ideally it's not touching the vocal folds it's, if it is let me know that's a whole other issue we need, to talk about. <laughs> we need that to go down the esophagus to swallow safely so but what that means is is because of just what we're sensing through this whole area when we eat and drink yeah that can have because they share literally a wall the vocal fold larynx housing and the esophagus share a wall that can have a perceived effect so then so that's in this area then let's talk about things like okay well i like to eat spicy foods or i find that i snack late at night so yes of course the type of food will matter but for some even regardless of the type of food or their kind of awareness of when they're eating they can still end up feeling stomach discomfort acid reflux is a very common thing that people wonder or worry about. And so in that, that can have a secondary effect on the voice because it's still in that connective track, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where I don't get too prescriptive about like types of foods, good, bad, or otherwise, because everybody's really individual. But I find that dairy products seem to be people's culprit Um, on the flip side. Hot water, honey, and lemon, anecdotally feels amazing to some people and really soothes Mm -hmm. things. And then there's honestly really dangerous things that people are doing, like trying to drink uh, olive oil thinking it'll lubricate their vocal folds. Yeah, so there's there's truly just still so much education that needs to be out there as well. Um, And so that's kind of where it is so individual in that way.
0: Yes, I just love how you touch on how it's all individual because I wholeheartedly agree. And while I used to love dairy back in the day, I you know after learning and doing a lot of research, I'm just learning more and more how it's dairy is a, a culprit to many more things than what I thought. So yes,
1: and that that's a great point, Tiffany. So we have, exactly have to look at okay, maybe someone does eat or drink that dairy and they don't notice an immediate change or shift because of how their their saliva is or or how they're they're um, just processing it but then over time it can be and so that's where everything's multifactorial but in a way that's kind of that fun exploration to be you know really curious okay if I remove this for a couple of weeks what does that feel like to my voice if I drink more water for the next couple of weeks what does that feel like so you get to kind of play with it a little bit
0: I agree yeah. So why do you think that executives, coaches, and entrepreneurs need to prioritize
1: our voice Mm -hmm. health? What's become apparent to me is when we look at the amount, the load, the stress um, strain that we put on ourselves, our bodies, um this idea of push 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 go 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 that can start to become revealed in the voice and particularly for people in leadership and and primarily i tend to focus on women but this can also i've also worked with men who've had this similar issue when they are at that level they are leading teams perhaps they are being required to speak more they are in a position of knowing that they have to take care of their whole body to be able to perform day in and day out at that level. But when they put their voice on the bottom rung of that, that can start to have a downstream effect. So some ways I've seen that come into play. Female executives used to come into the clinic and say, my voice just doesn't feel like me anymore. It's straining, it's fatiguing. I can't even get through a work day, let alone a work week and the ripple effects that had on the bottom line, whether it be onboarding new employees, you know, securing new clients, getting on the next phone call meeting. And so there would be that trajectory. For others, it was um, more of a matter of they weren't being understood. They weren't being heard. They were being dismissed when they spoke up. Now to you and I, their voices may have sounded okay, you know, not not necessarily these, you know, big warning signs like hoarseness or scratchiness or changes in pitch all over the place, but they still were finding like there was just a wall, a barrier. And so they would just feel like this is, this is not, something doesn't feel connected. And so in that, some people experienced both of those things. So you can imagine being at that level. I mean, as the CEO of your own business, having that... And then having the one instrument that you use to communicate your message to the world be something that is not reliable for you, that's going to create some bigger issues. So that's why I think it's really important that when you look at, okay, what are all the aspects that I need to care for, both for personal and professional well-being, voice is an asset. If it's ignored, that's where things can start to crop up and really create that dissonance, the disconnect that they feel versus a resonance and a connection and alignment. And then it can shift even I find for the most part for women in then not only how they end up speaking. So sometimes they'll try to shift their voice and sound a little lower because well, my other natural voice wasn't feeling as comfortable, so I'm going to go down here. Now, are they doing that consciously? Not usually. Are they doing it from potential societal biases towards men's voice being authoritative and women's voices getting all sorts of feedback, unsolicited feedback, possibly. I've seen those iterations as well. And so that's when it becomes even more crucial that you are actually aligned and speaking your natural voice, because that's what resonates. That's what people are going to hear and connect with. And if you are on that you know, team call and you're trying to captivate and motivate your team, What's that gonna sound like when you are not in alignment with how you actually connect with your own voice?
0: Uh, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. I'm learning so much from you. I knew this was gonna be an amazing topic. At first, <laughs> I was like, voice help? Why what? Like oh, I'm serious. I was yeah. like, I'm not
1: Yeah, heard you're not And that's okay, Tiffany. You're not alone, especially <laughs> if you are one of the fortunate people who just your voice is smooth. It's lovely. You know, audibly, there's there's no, I'm always, you know, always able to screen, you know, and, and that's the beauty of this too, to help people know that, hey, you know, if there is something going on, let's get you in and get it taken care of, you know, sooner rather than later. And so, no, it's totally normal for people to be like, I don't even know why I would ever think of that. And that's also was interesting about folks coming in that moment of, well, I've been talking for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. <laughs> why now? We can't always explain what that tipping point is. It usually goes back to that multifactorial aspect. Um, Maybe you get comments about your voice. Maybe your tone of voice is something that feels off. Whatever it is, I don't like people to look backwards. I want them to evolve forward and be able to look at the potential they still possess. Even with aging, voices change. So it's just really interesting. People get attached to the past. Why, and, and want to know the why. And sometimes we can tease that out. But more importantly, it's what are you going to do to elevate to your next level with this instrument that is so, so beautiful and capable of lots of cool things.
0: I love that so very much. <laughs> so now, now I'm thinking and I want to know yeah. what mistakes others have made that I might be making when just
1: using our voice? <laughs> That's a great question. So often um, I was just talking with a woman before we got on today, actually one of the biggest mistakes that people make, especially in this particularly last uh, year and a half or so is using Zoom voice. So projecting their voice, like they have to speak to the entire room, even though the microphone's right here. <laughs> now, thankfully, Tiffany, you aren't doing that. But what I would say in that is also on the flip side, using a mic that's that's closer to you, whether it's in proximity, like my mic is like right here, or you're using earbuds, or if you do use the um, wired ones, you know, the ones that hang down anyone men or women just watch if you have longer hair please keep it away because the interference when your hair is yep so while that seems like no big deal it it, the listener is going to have a harder time hearing you may also end up still not recognizing that you can trust the mic and it's there for you and still kind of want to push your voice a little bit so those are probably the two biggest things talking louder than needed And then not trusting or using a mic at all, which I know seems obvious, but honestly, you know, yes, mics are getting better and phones and all of our technology, but you do yourself so much benefit by allowing the technology to support that in in the way it needs to. So those are probably the two main things I see in the online space.
0: <laughs> yes, and, and for podcasters. It. <laughs> I love, yes. There, yeah, I elevated my mic. You did. <laughs> I, I sure. love it. That's great. <laughs> let me let me just learn and Im- implement right here, right now. <laughs> that's what it takes. That's exactly what it takes. Oh.
1: <laughs> I love it. And that that's so true too, because we do get you know, kind of um, these light bulb moments of, oh, okay, now I can think about my voice. And then maybe I can make a, you know, a little shift here. Awesome. Those shifts are what create that longer term momentum, but there has to be the implementation in the meantime. This is, I am not a quick fix person. None of us, (laughs) A, need fixing. Okay. I'm not here for that. And B, everything that we put our priority to is going to expand. So if our attention is on something we desire to expand, wonderful. If it's on something we desire um, or don't desire to expand, it's probably still going to expand anyway. So we got to be really clear on which way we're going. And that includes with how we're treating our voice.
0: Yes, yes. So if you are a podcaster and if you're learning like I am, you know, pay attention to your voice. The mic Mm -hmm. and voice health go hand in hand. Yes. it's Really great. So. Now I'm interested in learning from you, Mm -hmm. what in the world is an outer voice? Is that like your outside (laughs) voice where it's okay to be loud or what? I like that. (laughs) Because I know I've heard, you know, moms tell their kids, you know, that's an outside voice. I don't Mm -hmm. say that. You know, I'm just like, you know, you guys need to be quiet (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have a distinction. Yeah. So I love that. So I'll get back to the outer voice question, but I love that you made the distinction of like, Oh, does that have to do with outside voice? Not in this case, but, but you make a good point with at least having that awareness of what is, what is the capability in volume and in pitch of our voice? Mm-hmm. So some people are very much kind of here. They just kind of live here in volume and pitch. Now to the listener, that may not be the most engaging It may end up feeling like you can just kind of drown them out after a while. So that's one reason people decide that they want to explore more. Okay, The other thing with having that feeling of, okay, what's my loud outside voice? And then what's my inside voice? Really, especially for kids, because they're either modeling what they're hearing around them, voice volume-wise or they themselves aren't feeling heard, and so they need to speak up, speak their their way more and more, it's great for them to have a distinction. Okay, this is your outside voice. What does that feel like? Let's try that. Now let's come inside and try your inside voice, because then that way they don't feel like they're being suppressed into whatever quiet means for them. For some kids, quiet might mean that they're just kind of little softer talkers. And for other kids, it still might be elevated, say, compared to the other family members in the house, but they know the distinction between, well, this is my inside voice. It's definitely not as loud as my outside (laughs) voice, you know? So that's, I think it's really great because I always tell folks they have choices with their voice. So the more you become attuned to what those choices are, then you, in a situation that's open to you to, to be able to access. So it's great. So with that, then that leads to the outer voice itself. So what I mean by that is the actual physical mechanism. So your vocal folds, if you want to put your hand right on your Adam's apple,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when you put it on the Adam's apple, you can swallow. You'll feel your larynx. That's your voice box, larynx, bob up and down. That's normal. Okay. And right behind the little notch. So can you feel the little notch kind of there? It's like a firm cartilage kind of space. You might want to try a little bit higher, Tiffany. See if you feel it higher up. Yep. Yep usually sits just a little higher in the neck and mm-hmm. it's just a little notch men it's more prominent sometimes you can really see that bump in their neck so your vocal folds sit right behind that okay, oh, okay. So your are literally, yeah so when you make sound if you can hear like mm, you can hear mm-hmm. and feel yeah. yeah the vibration under your skin so that's what I mean by the outer voice just in the actual physical instrument that's sitting here housed within cartilage it sits on top of our trachea our windpipe okay and then Above it is the neck and head and everything that allows us to create that sound wave into speech. Okay. So that's, that's the outer voice piece. I mean, it's fun to do anatomy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love learning. I love learning. Uh, There's a quote that says something about, that i forget how it goes i I gotta find that one but it's just you know we're we're just never done learning we whether we want to evolve or not we will we will we're just constantly evolving you know yes
1: i love that because there's no there's only stifling otherwise there's no way to expand if we're not and um again in the case of voice when voices are stifled metaphorically or physically it's going to lead to suffering
0: Yes. And Mm -hmm. I can attest to that because Mm -hmm. I had never, you know, developed the power of my voice because I didn't know, Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up knowing that I had a a voice that deserves to be heard. And that's partly why I love what you do, because you empower women and men I mean, you empower people to use Mm -hmm. the power of their voice, not just to be healthy in with your voice, but it's, there's also healing in that. And and I, yes, there is because you know, with me, I suffered with debilitating anxiety disorder. If you were to have asked me years ago that you're going to be doing your very own podcast and you're going to be showing up live and you're going to be talking and you're going to be your real raw self, mm-hmm. I would have been like, yeah, right. No no joke. I'm being dead honest. There's yeah. no way I thought that I would ever be able to do this. Yeah. But with the power of healing, you can do it.
1: Yes. I so appreciate that you brought that up, Tiffany, because that actually – is where i see a mismatch between what people often think vocal coaching is versus and and building confidence to do such things like have your own podcast be able to speak out you know in different ways both on issues versus on a stage the mismatch i see is that mm, it's very surface level Let's let's get you ready for that presentation. And we'll, you know, of course, watch your posture and we'll connect to your breathing. Great. And then you're going to make sure that you're pacing yourself and you're going to know your content and, you know, engage the audience. Okay, And yet internally, if that anxiety is on 10, Mm -hmm. that's just not going to that's not that's going to show through your voice. First of all, it's not going to feel authentic. And then people wonder why it doesn't feel like a good momentum to get back and do it again get back and do it again. I don't believe in the fake it till you make it. That's that's not a thing. You have to feel it and be able to envision that and feel into it and, and envision it. And then it flows through the voice. I love that. You
0: said yeah. that so incredibly, like, I, like so much. I don't even have words. I'm stumbling on my words. So I love that so much. It, it's true. <laughs> Thank you for saying that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: so as we are coming to the mm-hmm. end of our show, Mm -hmm. I would really, really like for you to share a profound statement or Mm a quote that you live by that has helped you in the realm of help to -hmm. inspire our listeners and our viewers today.
1: Yeah. Well, I can feel that in your voice, Tiffany, when you shared that. That is, um, mm, I can already feel the passion that you just asked that because it brings up what is the... um, kind of core part of my mission, which is you and your voice are worthy. Mm. You tapping into your self-worth, that deep core intuitive self is what is fundamental to being able to then resonate and connect to these vibrations coming out and sharing that in whatever space you find yourself in whatever conversation you find yourself And once you know and own and feel that self-worth, just like Tiffany said before, it only expands. You continue to grow and learn, and it comes from that basic, truly divine space. Wow.
0: Wow. I'm kind of blown away. Like I was, no no kidding, I was almost to tears. When you said that first statement, I felt that in my heart. It was like Mm. a pain in my heart. And I'm telling you, it's healing is such a beautiful thing and mm-hmm. developing the power of your voice. And now you know how to, you know, keep your voice healthy. <laughs> Thanks to Brianne, um, <laughs> you know, get your voice out there, people. Your voice deserves to be heard. Uh, be sure to follow Brianne at Your lo- your Vocal Vitality and visit her website, yourvocalvitality.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Brianne, for coming mm-hmm. onto the show. <laughs> you were is- so amazing.
1: Oh, this was so much fun, Tiffany. And just like we intended, I mean, just, just the flow and the vibes, Just it just makes me so, so joyful. So I appreciate you. Congratulations on getting your voice out there on this podcast. I mean, your listeners are just thank in for you. a treat. So thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I will be seeing you. Sounds great.
0: Bye. Bye. Wow. An amazing guest. Thank you to everybody for listening and watching today's very first episode. You might notice that in the beginning I had my, my, my uh, mic muted, so just get past that and uh, the show will begin. <laughs> Please feel free to invite your family and friends to like and follow, and be sure to comment below with what resonated with you and what you'd like to see more of. I'm T- Tiffany Patlin, host of Tiffany Talks, and I am signing off for now. Bye, everybody. Have a great day.